new to spirituality, having a hard time relating with spiritual teachers and topics? Has the awakening process got you saying, holy shit, I need an easy to understand blueprint to all the woo-woo stuff out there. Don't you worry, we got you. Welcome to the Holy Shit Podcast. We're going to cover it all. Awakenings, chakras, religion, holistic healing, and a lot more holy shit in between. Guidance and support from two regular people dedicated to helping making your own journey as smooth as possible. Here are your hosts, Nate Johnson and Esha Estar. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 23 of the Holy Shit with Nate and Esha podcast. Uh, glad to be back here. Esha's about gotten back from a little bit of an excursion over in Europe and uh, happy to be getting back to the uh, regular, uh, regularly scheduled uh, process here of our, our podcast. Esha, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you, Nate. Thank you. I, I love how you uh, framed that excursion, a three-week excursion. <laughs> it's... Uh... You know, it's interesting. I have been thinking lately that every time I step out of my ordinary reality, you know, you always come back different and you come back change, right? And I think uh, when we travel, we don't realize that we are stepping out of order of out of our ordinary reality. Um, and this trip was powerful in that way, in that being connected to these divine, uh, sacred, feminine sites, which, by the way. Um, you have to travel for a lot of them or hike to them because they were in caves, like built into stones up in mountains. That's cool. I thought that was very interesting. Um, but overall, it was a really, really wonderful trip. Um, very insightful. Lots of um, deep shedding for me in many different ways, emotionally and, and spiritually, both. Um Lots of shadow things coming up for me to see within myself, which I'm always grateful for, because uh, that's what it's all about, right? Uh, the more we can see ourselves, acknowledge, witness, and then free those aspects, or, or uh, we're, we're pretty much doing alchemy with ourselves. Um, so it was powerful, but I'm grateful to be back home, grateful to be with our listeners again. How have you been? I'm good. Yeah, just... Uh... Got back from a little weekend trip to Vegas to a little conference out there that was kind of spirituality based, and that was fun. Um, mm. But yeah, just uh, been busy uh, with all kinds of different things. I've got uh, a project I've been working on now for several months that's going to kind of culminate this Thursday, and I'm looking forward to getting that done. And um, yeah, just uh, I mean, next week will be Thanksgiving, and Christmas will be here, and the next thing you know, we'll be talking about the new year. So this this year has just flown by, but uh, things are going good. I can't believe that we're in November, honestly. I'm like, what's happened? It's like you close your eyes and you open and it's you're already at the end of the year. It feels as if things have been on warp speed. Um, yeah, yeah. Very interesting, energetically. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about today? You know, I, I, you know, we were chatting before in our little pre-show about talking about chakras and, and emotions. And I think it's such a good time to actually talk a little bit about that because um, this time of year when we come into the holidays, this can be such a, an emotionally charged uh, time for so many people, right? They're going home, they're connecting with families, um, uh, people get triggered, things are, things come up. And and what I'd like for our listeners to um, take away as they get ready to spend time with family is that if you are experiencing triggers when you go home to visit family, that is actually an invitation to step into the work, to step into the trigger, um, not from a place of contraction, but a, from a place of a more expansive viewpoint and asking yourself the question, what is this trigger about? What is this feeling? What is this emotion trying to tell me? 
And it's an opportunity for healing. So that's the invitation for us, right? So rather, rather than shut down or become angry or resentful or blame, we use the opportunity to actually do our healing work. Yeah, that's good. I mean, anytime you do have some type of emotional reaction to something like that, it, it is a, it's a, it's a great mirror for you or a great, it's, it's just, it's identifier there of saying such so something that's some opportunity for some work to be done here. Oh, 100%. Everything is opportunity for work to be done. Right. I mean, from the interactions we have with, you know, strangers on the streets to our, you know, the people that we live with, um, Everything is opportunity. The, the universe has always given us um, opportunity to see ourselves. And the question we have to ask ourselves is, do I have eyes to see or ears to hear, right? Um, and some, some of us do and some of us don't. It's okay. We're all in different places. No judgment there. Um, but for those who are listening to this podcast, um, you know, when you do go home and you step into spaces with family and you do begin to feel a little pull somewhere, um, rather than become reactive, take a moment to just pause and, and feel and listen and then just ask yourself, what is this? What do I need to know about this feeling that is coming in? Because ultimately, all of our emotions are messengers, they're messengers from beyond that are asking us to take a look at something that we haven't dealt with yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know you had talked about earlier in the, when we were kind of setting this stuff up that there's a, there's a cool connection and, uh, and something that is to be learned here about the actually sitting with and feeling of emotions and then how they connect with our different chakras. And I know we've, we've mentioned that terminology several times throughout the podcast, but I think today's a good opportunity to talk about not only the chakras, but exactly how, how they can connect to our emotions and, and how we can kind of marry those two things together to help us help, help ourselves heal. Yeah. So, you know, for most Westerners, you know, uh, the term chakra, we'll keep it simple. It, it means wheel. It's, it's, it's energy centers, right? Um, and we have many, many chakras, actually, you know, um, what they teach us in yoga school is that there are seven main chakras, but we have chakras in our feet, we have chakras in our hands, chakras in our knees, but the seven that's really mostly talked about are the seven that kind that lines up with the main nadi or shushumna or spinal column, right? Um, so the first one will be the root chakra. Um, at the tailbone, that's usually signified by the color red. Um, then the second one is the sacral chakra right below the belly button. And that color for that is orange. Um, and then the one above that is in the middle of the belly, the solar plexus. Most people understand the term solar plexus. It's a term that they've heard before. It's like your power center. Um, and that's the color yellow. And then we come up to the center of our breastbone, the center of the chest, uh, to the heart chakra and that color is green and then we move into the throat throat chakra um that color is like a, a a blue like a light blue um then we move to the third eye which a lot of people know of uh, is your third eye open right people make right. fun of that sometimes ajna chakra um and that color is like a an indigo and then the last one is the crown chakra yeah which is usually symbolized by like a, a, a violet, purple, or white color. And, um, and so it runs along the spinal column. Now, in Western medicine, if you go get an MRI, they're not going to see these energy centers, right? So it's not something if you go to your doctor, can you check my chakras for me? They're going to be like, what are you talking about? Right, right. <laughs> but because it's not they can't see it or they don't have the tech, their, their Western technology can't see it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. It actually very much exists because we are energy beings first and foremost, right? I think we can all agree on that. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so these energy centers are actually, um, every experience we've ever lived 
are coated in these chakras. And our job as good stewards uh, to ourselves is to free ourselves, particularly from the first three chakras, um, which is pretty much set from, you know, our childhood. It's where yeah. a lot of our traumas are, uh, are stored. So root, sacral, and solar plexus, think about those as the earth chakra. The heart chakra is in the middle. It's uh, sort of like the bridge between the upper and lower chakras, the earth and sky chakras. And the upper chakras from the throat up uh, to the crown, these are usually the higher chakras when we're beginning to move into um, deep spirituality uh, and awakening within ourselves. And a lot of people want to escape into these higher chakras without first uh, managing um, the health of the first three chakras. And that can make you unstable, right? Because we all have to deal with with our traumas first before we could, you know, everyone wants to ascend, but that's just another form of escapism and uh, spiritual bypassing. We have to do the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know um, since, uh, since you and I have started working together, I have worked with several other practitioners to do, you know, different forms of, of chakra Um I don't know if the healing healing is the right term for Reiki, but I know that Reiki um, is a very centralized in terms about like rebalancing of the chakras. Right. Um, and if you've never had a Reiki session done, I understand from the outside looking in how it can look like, well, there's nothing really happening here. But at the same time, <laughs> um, as having it done to you, um, I know whenever I have a Reiki session done, I walk away feeling just completely balanced and I feel a lot more connected. Um, and I know that there's a lot to do with if you are at a whack in some way on some of your chakras, how just the kind of inner, the focusing of energy to those zones and, and having them kind of rebalance and recenter, it makes a, it makes a huge difference in the way we right. feel and operate. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. Right. Because our physical body is actually surrounded by energy field. Right. And that energy field extends as far out as our outstretched hands, right, um, uh, to the full length of our body. So, and 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 we know this because sometimes we can step into a room, and our energy bodies read in the room, and we we would make comments like, "Oh my God, the energy in here is really high. It's tight. It feels doesn't feel good." Right. That's your energy body reading the energy of the room. Yes. <laughs> And that alone tells you, oh, okay, yeah, I do have an energy body. That's not necessarily your physical body reading the room, but it's your energy body reading your room. And what it serves is it's, it's an information center. Um, and so that is communicating with what is in your surroundings, your environment back to you. And so a lot of times what I tell my yoga students is like, you are a technology system. You're a technology you're emitting uh, information and information is coming back down to you. Um, and so, you know, our phone system, our, our, our smartphones is a technology system. And I think not enough is shared to make people become more aware that we too are a technology system. We're communicating energetically all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, with everything with food, with people, with the natural environment. Um, there's nothing that we're not in, even with the cosmos, what's above us, there's nothing that we're not in communication with. And what we're trying to do in becoming better stewards of this lived experience is how can I now be in communication with my body and with my higher self and soul? Yes. Right. No, I like that. And, and I mean, this is a, this is a, I don't know how to better way to put it. It's, it's a, it's a system that is there for us to help us manage that process. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and once you start to learn how to talk to or how to hear and how to listen, um, the, imp the information that your chakras are telling you, whether or not they're be open or blocked or just kind of a little bit out of whack or whatever. I mean, it, it is a, makes a huge difference in your 
um, not just your spiritual journey, but just, just on, on the way, how you feel. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's really priceless to know that you have a self-regulating system right? that can move you through anything, right? Like you don't actually have to seek anything outside of yourself. Everything is already fully contained already within your technology field. Yeah. And, and part of that is, you know, sometimes it's turned off or it has a low battery or it needs recharging and, or reconnecting it. The same way our iPhones work, our smartphones work is the same way our technology works. Right. Um, sometimes it needs an upgrade. Yeah. Right. And you talk about blockages. Sometimes if, you know, when we have unprocessed emotions, that's what creates blocks. It's not that we're doing something wrong. It simply is we haven't taken the time yet to process and release. It's like siphoning off energy that we no longer need, but the, it gets blocked. Um, uh, the chakras or mostly eventually will have that blockages in some part of your body, which eventually turns into uh, dis-ease or illness. Right. No, that's, yeah. And I, there are so many different, you know, and, and, you know, you can call it Reiki or whatever, but there are so many different modalities in, in whether it be Eastern, um, Eastern medicine or, you know, even in, whether it be in India or in China or anywhere over, you know, oh, that, yeah. that, um, they are, based on a lot of different meridian lines and a lot of different understandings of the way the water body works. But the chakra system is something that is always kept in the forefront on how some of these things were developed. And, and that's really, whether or not it says that specifically, that's what's yeah. happening. Oh yeah. I mean, we have to remember that Western medicine is very young. Right. Right. Like for thousands and thousands of years, you had Eastern medicine. Right. Which is tried and true. Right. And not to say that Western medicine is Western medicine obviously has its place, um, but it needs to work in conjunction with Eastern medicine. What's missing in West in Western medicine is uh, energy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The moment Western medicine begins to incorporate and acknowledge that energy actually does exist and it's, it actually is the root of um, illness and disease. Uh, things are going to blow up. But the reason why they won't do it is because of big pharma, because yeah. if people know that they can start healing themselves um, through meditation and, and, and energy work and things like that, you won't need big pharma. You won't need medication. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And I'm not saying that, you know, you don't need medication for a lot of things. Maybe you do, but the heavy reliance on it uh, won't be there. Right. Because we are our technology was built so we can heal ourselves. One hundred percent. Right. You know. From the from the medical perspective and from the healing perspective, I, I completely agree from you. And I, and I see exactly the path of the tools that are out there to help make that happen. When we were talking earlier, when you were talking about how. um you've had experience recently and, and how there's been some things over the course of your journey about how the awareness of the chakra system and then recently kind of be able to tie different emotions to those specific chakras and how you've been able to kind of work through whatever emotion or whatever blockage that was because of that connection. Yeah. That really intrigued me. You want to talk a little bit about, about how, what that looks like and how that yeah um yeah you know, i'm gonna give two things you know on this trip I, I i got covid for the very first time right shocker right it took me three years to get covid <laughs> um but i got covid on the trip and um grateful that you know it wasn't uh like i wasn't down and out but there was a day that um part of our trip we were going into this ancient forest and we were hiking through it and it was a really beautiful experience. Like you can, you can tell that this was like an enchanted forest. And that particular day, I just had a lot of sinus pressure. Um, 
in my face and it was really intense. And I, and, and I wasn't even going to go on this, but something told me, go, take your time, walk through, go. And, um, and I became very playful. The, you know, the cue for us, the invitation for us was to find, find the joy, find the play. And, um, and I did, the little girl in me came out and we came to like the center of this forest and they had a harpist set up to give us a little concert. Like couldn't get any better than that. But what was so fascinating was after I came out of that forest, breathing in whatever nutrients that that forest supplied, um, my sinus issue was gone after I left. Oh, wow. Like it was all gone. And so I know my energy body got a tune up, (laughs) which in turn gave my physical body a tune up. And um, I thought that was absolutely fascinating. And it just reminded me that um, in in places like Japan, um, they write prescriptions for forest bathing. Really? Oh, yeah. Like you go to a doctor and say, hey, doc, I'm feeling X, Y, and Z. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's something else. They will write a prescription to go in the forest and spend a couple hours. Go forest bathing. Breathe in what the trees has to offer. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, what if we were to do that? You know, write to our patients a prescription to go sit in the forest. Breathe. Breathe in pure oxygen. Breathe in fresh air ground with your feet into the earth yeah see how you feel but getting back to what you're saying um so i work a lot when things come up i don't go fishing for things necessarily for my shadows because i know that when the time is right my higher self is going to offer it to me (laughs) um so on this trip i had a lot that actually came up um things that i've worked worked on before but everything has layers and levels. And so my father's death came up on this trip and he died when I was 10 years old. So I was very young and his death was very sudden. We had just moved to the United States um, and he was murdered. And I remember when I first heard that he had died, I didn't have a reaction. (laughs) Like I didn't cry. I just, I don't know, I guess maybe I was numb. or didn't believe it, um, but I didn't cry. And so part of that trip, uh, the trip that I just came off, I was being given an opportunity. I was shown that I actually had to go back and process the news of Heron that he passed away mm. to give myself an emotional response because that emotional response was trapped somewhere inside of me. Right. Um, and so for a long time, I have dealt with abandonment energy. Yeah. Right. And it was always related to my dad. Um, and so this time around, I decided, okay, I need to feel this aspect of this abandonment energy. And I just sat and I gave myself permission to feel. Um, I cried. Um but I'm feeling from a place of neutrality, not from a place of where I'm, I'm back in the deep grief or anything like that. It was just purely feeling. And then I asked myself, where, where is this abandonment energy rooted in my energy body, right? Or in my chakras. And then I knew, uh, I was like, okay, this is root chakra. And so I connected with my root chakra. And then I went a little bit further and saying, okay, abandonment is a separation wound, right? And I started asking myself, okay, so it's, I feel a sense of woundedness, a separation from my father, but how, which is a, which is a earthly wound in, but how does that correspond to cosmically, universally? Do I feel a sense of separation from the divine? And in that moment, it's like something clicked inside of me. And I realized that that abandonment wound was a reflection of what a lot of us feel when we come into form, when we're born into this world, 
um, the separation from the divine, right? Which we all feel. Mm-hmm. Um, in that moment, when I made that connection between bringing in that universal truth with what I was feeling on a, in a physical, in the physical realm, it was almost as if everything just shifted and changed for me. And I felt like this interlocking centering that happened in my body. Um, and just in that moment, I just knew that that abandonment wound that that was healed. Like yeah. it was just a deep knowing inside of me. So and that was really, really powerful. That was the first time I've actually experienced something like that, connecting the emotion to the chakra and connecting the emotion universally, like moving into a higher realm with, well, how is this being reflected cosmically or universally? Yeah. And I, I know, like I was telling you before, I have seen a whole lot of information over the last couple of months and most of the, most of the time, whenever you see something repeated over, you know, out of nowhere, it's, it's, it's obviously trying to say, Hey, absorb this. Um, and that was the whole, when you have some type of emotion, um, I know my typical, my typical MO is to, is to just, you know, just, I don't know, try not to try not to let it overtake me and just kind of just hang on until it surpasses. Right. That's, I, I mean, right. that's just kind of, especially in like painful emotions. Um, but what this was saying that basically that's that, that's actually the opposite because that causes a lot of that stuff to get stuck and it causes more of an issue if you'll just like sit down and let it let it do its thing let it run its course that that's a much more applicable um and effective way of working through emotions um and trying to heal yourself and so basically what you're talking about is not only that but being able to specifically pinpoint the chakra that that emotion is kind of tied to and, uh, and work through it in a similar way. So it's, 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 it's a pretty unique approach. And it's the, actually the first time I've ever heard anything like that. Well, if we consider the saying as above, so below. Yeah. Right. It's the same thing. I, I think sometimes we don't realize that everything that is happening above us in the heavens is actually a reflection of so below as well, or in this earth realm. Um, you know, whatever is above is just a map of whatever is below. Um, so it is uh, our opportunity to not just dismiss these things, right? I think sometimes we think that, oh, I just live on earth and it's just earth. No, we are affected by other things that are, because earth is part of the universe, this wide universe that continues, that is continuing to expand. Right. Um, and so we are very much affected by all of the energies. Um, but everything that I'm saying here, our main, what each and every one of us, whether we realize it or not, we're trying to find our way back home to knowing that one, we're whole and two, that we are the divine in form. (laughs) Right. Right. And so the only way that we can do that is if we end this game of sort of duality, right? And we come into union. Now, duality serves its purpose, right? It absolutely does, right? Duality actually makes us question things (laughs) and brings us back home to the center. So it's kind of also a paradoxical uh, thing too. Um, But as above, so below. And so if I'm experiencing something in this earth realm in my body, energetically, emotionally, how does that translate to what is happening uh, above? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so let me give a couple of um, <clears throat> the organs. I'm going to go through each of the chakras and the organs that represents each chakra and the mental, emotional issues. Um or some physical dysfunctions. Okay. Right. So root chakra, um, the organs are physical body support. So like your bones, uh, base of your spine, legs, feet, rectum, immune system, some mental and emotional issues that can come up for this particular chakra, uh, family, physical family, 
safe, group safety, security, right? Right. Um, ability to provide for your life, your the necessities, ability to stand up for yourself. So a sense of uh, confidence, uh, feeling at home, social and familial law and order. So those are some of the mental, emotional issues. Some physical dysfunctions of this chakra, lower back pain, mm. sciatica, varicose veins, rectal tumors or rectal cancer, depression, and immune-related disorders. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so... A lot of time, how I would work with myself, if I'm experiencing any kind of pain in my body, I automatically want to know what aspect of my energy body this is related to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if I'm, you know, feeling something in my lower back, I'm like, oh, this is root chakra. Yeah. What is this? What is this pain, which is a messenger? Pain and emotions, they're just messengers trying to get our attention to say, hey, can you come and take a look at this? Don't just bypass it or go and pop a pill to numb yourself from what message you need to receive in order to heal it. Because your body is actually wanting to heal, wanting you to feel better. But when we don't take the time to actually listen to it, that's when we run into issues. Yeah. Um, so that's that's my um, my process of how I deal with pain in my body. I will go to the chakra and I will go to a, what emotion am I feeling? Um, what chakra it's in? And then I'll try to um, get to the root of where is it coming from? Is it my is it inner child? What haven't I felt? You know, and I'll just I'll journal. Um, and I'll just keep going until something clicks. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to the second chakra, the organs associated with the sacral chakra are our sexual organs, large intestine, um, lower vertebra, pelvis, the appendix, bladder, and hip area. Um, some mental emotional issues associated with this chakra, blame and guilt money and sex, power and control, creativity, ethics, and honor in relationships. This is huge for most of us. (laughs) So we can already see with these first two chakras how most of us never get out of these two chakras. We're stuck here. We're like going through a revolving door. Most of us us have uh, feel insecure, we have issues about money and sex, power and control. Um, so we can see how we don't um, take the time to even uh, balance this out. Some physical dysfunctions, uh, chronic lower back pain, uh, sciatica again, OBGYN problems, uh, pelvic low back pain, sexual potency, or urinary problems. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's um just in the the just in those first two is <laughs> it's a whole lot. Yeah. That's most of our lives. So wait till we get to the third one. So solar plexus chakra, the organs are associated with the abdomen, stomach, upper intestines, liver, gallbladder, kidneys, pancreas, adrenal glands, spleen, middle spine. Mental emotional issues associated with this chakra, trust, fear and intimidation, self-esteem, self-confidence, self-respect, care of oneself and others, responsibility for making decisions, sensitivity to criticisms, personal honor, some physical dysfunctions, arthritis, gastro, gastric or duodental ulcers, colon, intestinal problems, pancreatitis, diabetes, indigestion, chronic or acute, anorexia or bulimia, liver dysfunction, hepatitis, adrenal dysfunctions. It's a lot. It's a lot. So if we group these three together, this is man's 
need for survival here in chakras one, two, three. Right. This is where most of us, when you ask someone a question, hey, man, how are you doing? Oh, you know, I'm surviving. Right. That says a lot. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm surviving, you know, living life, playing the game, surviving. Which means that we're still stuck in chakra one in survival mode. We're still in survival mode. And we want to come out of survival mode because we're no longer cavemen. But sometimes we're still acting like we're in caves. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So our job is to move out of chakras one, two, three to make our way into the heart. So chakra four, the heart chakra, the organs associated heart and circulatory system, lungs, shoulders and arms, ribs, breast, diaphragm, thymus gland. Mental, emotional issues of the chakra, love and hatred, resentment and bitterness, grief and anger, self-centeredness, loneliness and commitment, forgiveness and compassion, hope and trust. Some physical dysfunctions, congestive heart failure, myocardial infarction, heart attack, uh, mitral valve prolapse, Cardiomegaly, I think that's like a, having a big heart um, when your heart swells. Asthma or allergy, lung cancer, bronchial pneumonia, upper back or shoulder issues, breast cancer. It's very interesting that, you know, energetically, breast cancer is linked to not nourishing yourself. Right. Um, yeah. And so if you're feeling any of these things, you know, it's an opportunity to pause and, and do some work around that. Um, chakra five, um, throat chakra. So any region of the throat, thyroid, your trachea, your neck vertebrae, your mouth, teeth and gums, esophagus, parathyroid, hypothalamus. Uh, mental and emotional issues of this chakra, choice and strength of will, personal expression, following one's dream, using personal power to create, addictions, judgment and criticisms, faith and knowledge, capacity to make decisions. And some physical dysfunctions of the throat chakra, raspy voice or raspy throat, chronic sore throat, mouth ulcers, gum difficulties, TMJs, scoliosis, laryngitis, swollen glands, thyroid problems. So all of those are associated with the throat chakra. Uh, moving on, I'm just going to go through it. Um, yeah. uh, third eye, the organs are brain, nervous system, eyes, ears, nose, pineal gland, pituitary gland, some mental emotional issues, self-evaluation, truth, intellectual abilities, feelings of adequacy, openness to the ideas of others, ability to learn from experience, emotional intelligence, some physical dysfunctions, brain tumor, hemorrhage, stroke, neurological disturbances, blindness, deafness, Full spinal difficulties, learning disabilities, seizures. And finally, we go to the last chakra, chakra seven. And there are other chakras above that, but we're not going right. to get into that. Um, the organs associated with the crown chakra are muscular system, skeletal system, and your skin. Uh, mental, emotional issues, ability to trust life values, ethics, and courage, humanitarianism, selflessness, ability to see the larger pattern, faith and inspiration, spirituality, and devotion, physical dysfunctions, energetic disorders, mystical depression, chronic exhaustion that is not linked to a physical disorder, extreme sensitivities to light, sound, and other environmental factors. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. 
It is, and, and I'll tell the readers. So I'm reading from The Anatomy of Spirit by Carolyn Miss. It's an excellent, excellent book if anyone wants to dive in a little bit deeper. She does a really, really good job um, going through the seven stages of power and healing. Yeah. So uh, Anatomy of Anatomy of the Spirit by Carolyn Miss. And, you know, what's so wonderful is that she breaks down each chakra and, you know, like the first chakra is all about tribal power. Um, and we see this often when we go to games and there's a national anthem, right? It's yeah. like, I'm an American or I'm a this or I'm a that, right? That's all root chakra business. Right. Yeah. Um, and yes, we have this need to belong. Um, but true belonging isn't has nothing to do necessarily with um, your country. <laughs> yes. Right. Um, it's fine to have that and to feel a sense of camaraderie with others, but we also have to do the work of who do I truly belong to. Right. So that's the deeper spiritual work of, of coming into your divine, which is what really Jesus came to teach. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like you're you're all gods, but you're acting like you're paupers instead of a prince. <laughs> you know, right. so. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard I hadn't heard that the root chakra piece about the tribal identity. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, we're doing this podcast today just to give an, an overview. But the, the more important piece is, I think, what we want to express is um, how to become an alchemist, a spiritual alchemist, how to become a master in your living life, right? Mm -hmm. Because we all have the capacity to do that. We all have the capacity to not be at the mercy of something outside of us. Right. And really, that's what we want, right? I mean, that's freedom. Sure. Right? When we know we don't have to be codependent on a doctor telling us, well, you know, this is how it's going to be for you. No one could tell you that this is, this is what it's going to be for you for the rest of your, your life. You get to decide that if you have an illness. Right. You know, and and rather than give your power and authority away to someone outside of you, it's up to us to take that back and say, no, I determine if I'm going to get well or not. But that requires a deep commitment to shift in our perception and how we think, which will in turn shift our energy bodies. Yeah. The vibration, the frequency, all those things are super, super important. And is it easy? Absolutely not, right? If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. You know, it takes it takes commitment. Um, it takes discipline. I mean, you and I, we've been on this journey for a while, and I'm still working on being disciplined in, oh in certain yes. areas, you know? I mean, full transparency, it's 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 not easy. But it's it's showing up to the work, it's showing up to myself daily, um, and, you know, going back to, we're moving into the holiday season and with people being triggered, uh, as they go home, um, I want to invite our listeners, if you are going home and you find yourself getting triggered, um, can you use it as an opportunity to dive within yourself rather than become reactive to just witness yourself? Mm -hmm. Right? Like hold the space for yourself, hold the space for the emotion that you're feeling, but without becoming reactive or, you know, uh, uh, blaming someone for, for something, but just to notice yourself quietly, you know, and maybe, you know, take a personal time out, go breathe, go settle in, and then ask yourself, what am I feeling? What am I really feeling? Because the trigger is only showing me something that I need to see that is, hasn't been healed yet. Right. But if we, if we become reactive, we, we've now added a charge to 
that emotion. And so we're, we're layering up more karmic responses, more samsaras onto what's already there. Wow. And so can you, the word I'm going to use is, can you remain in a state of neutrality as you feel? And that simply means you're not judging any of it. That's tough. That is incredibly tough. But that's the path. Not judging uh, the emotion and not judging yourself and not judging anything. All of it. All of that, right? I mean, part of it, you know, I've been in situations before where I'm feeling something and I want to beat myself up. Oh, you should have known better. You know, I thought you were over this feeling, right? Like we do that to ourselves. But particularly on this trip, as things came up for me, I was being shown how to do it differently. And so to feel, but to not judge what I'm feeling, just to like, I I didn't have, there was nothing that I needed to do, but to just be there and hold the line, hold the line for the part of me that was feeling that way. Right. That's it. And if I needed to cry, cry, sleep, cry, wake up, rinse and repeat, do that. Yeah. Until it flowed out and I had expressed it fully. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And it will, if you're, if you're, and, if you're allowing it to do what it's supposed to do. Exactly. Because remember these, these feelings don't emotions don't want to stay stuck in the body. The body actually wants to release it. So we have to help the body along by saying, okay, emotion, I hear you. I see you. I'm going to give you a safe passage to flow through me, meaning I'm going to hold this space inside of me. And for the part of me that is feeling this way, this is the compassion to just feel. I might cry. I might have a host of other things that are happening physically for me, but I'm not going to judge my body. I'm not going to judge myself. I'm just holding the line to feel. Right. So part of this is learning how to become comfortable with feeling. <laughs> right. And we know that some feelings can be really big. Right. But it's like anything else. We're, we're um, uh, growing a new muscle. Right. We're growing, a, uh, learning how to, how to, be so radically human, which is what we're here to do. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking about how, I mean, profound this, this <clears throat> action of sitting with these emotions and connecting with them. Cause I think it, I know we were just talking about it in this podcast and it's like, but it's, it's a really, it's a really monumental, I think, shift in perspective about how, at least for me, like if you guys haven't noticed, I've just kind of sit here and listened to the majority of this podcast because I one, I'm not a I'm not a uh I'm not an expert on chakras by any means. Um, but it's really like it's it's not only just like a cool, a cool little um tactic that that Esha's talking about. I think it's something that we could all implement immediately and see a lot of different uh perspective on it. So I've I've just kind of been sitting here thinking about how how I can put this in my in my life. Um, cause I think it absolutely is necessary and I think it's going to be effective because I mean, like I told you before, there's been this, there's been this theme recently of seeing it pop up numerous times about just sitting with these emotions instead of just trying to turn them off and stick them behind, you know, stick them behind, you know, stick them under the rug and eventually they'll go right. away. So no, they yeah. don't go away. <laughs> We're just putting it off for a later date. And, you know, when, when my husband died, um, that was all heart. I mean, There were a lot of chakras affected by that. Um, But my heart chakra specifically literally was in pain. Like I had so much chest pain because of this this loss. And I I felt this deep woundedness of, oh, my God, what am I going to do now? Right. Like um, the the grief was so intense that I I felt it physically um, in my body. And it took me a long time to make peace with that grief, right? Mm. Like this disbelief that he died. Like right. it took me a long time to even, you know, come to grip. Did that really happen? 
It's like, wow. Like, you know, I kept repeating that. I was like, did that happen? Yeah, it happened. But my mind couldn't process it. My body was feeling so much, but my mind hadn't caught up that this really happened. Yeah. You know, and so the body is going to always speak the loudest to us. Um, And our job is to stop numbing the body. Stop numbing the body so we can't feel. We're meant to feel the feeling are messengers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been an excellent podcast. And I think um, it's probably the most, some of the most practical um, tactics that we've talked about so far up to this point in terms of how, and pretty much everybody, no matter where you're at in your journey, can immediately implement this right away. So I appreciate it. Yeah, and be kind to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, this isn't about, you know, being perfect at any of this stuff. I mean, as long as we are in human clothing, (laughs) um, you know, we're going to have these things, but that we're going to move through. But once you start practicing it, you do build a muscle for it. And then you do find ways and you learn. It's like, oh, yeah, I can I can hold the space for this. Mm -hmm. And you realize that you, you have your capacity to hold space for all of you is greater than you thought. Right. Right. And that's, that's the place that we want to get to is how can I sacredly hold space for me? Yeah. Every aspect of the parts that are afraid, the parts that are joyful, the parts that have been wounded, you know, it's just coming home, bringing all of these things home. So I, you know, I, I hope that as we enter into the holiday season, I'll just end here. Um, that if you do go home and you find yourself being triggered, um, can you look at that trigger as a new opportunity to move into a deeper healing with yourself? Yeah, I like that. Perception shift. Yes. Yeah. I'm complete. Are you? I am. I, I'm just sitting here trying to take all of it in because I, I just, like I said, it's, it's probably one of the most impactful tactics that we've talked about. So. <clears throat> I'm going to leave. I'm going to, I'm just going to end this one here because I don't really have a whole lot left to say other than thank you, Esha. Um, I love this podcast. This uh, tactic is, is got, I'm, I'm going to be using it tonight. Um, nice. And um, yeah, sorry. Sorry. We had a little bit of a hiatus there, guys. We had a couple of weeks where we missed and a couple of weeks more where we were a bit delayed, but uh, plan on getting them on the, uh, the other, other week rotation again here. I've had a couple of people text me and say, what, what, where y'all been? So we just have a, uh, Living our lives, guys. Saying we're uh, that's right. We've got lives too. We've got to, you know, we're sometimes we have to move stuff around, but um, we love this, and we'll uh, we'll get you guys this uh, stuff published as soon as we can. And uh, as always, if you got any questions, reach out to us. Appreciate you guys. This is the end of episode twenty-three. Talk to you all later. All right. Be well. You've You've been been listening listening to the the Holy Shit Shit Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten something from it. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, find us on all social media at Holy Shit with Nate and Esha. For questions and comments, you can send an email to Holy Shit with Nate and Esha at gmail.com. We can't thank you enough for listening to the show, and we'll see you next time on the Holy Shit Podcast.